I, it looks really not real, but did you find a picture of the actor shirtless by chance? I didn't I did look. not Google for it. No, I did not. Did you? I didn't, but I wish I had now. Can, can we, like, pause to do that? <laughs> I mean, if you really want to, Chelsea. Hi, I'm Abby. I'm Paul. And I'm Chelsea. And welcome to 3 to Beam Up. This week we're talking about episode 53, Muds Women. So I was just listening to our episode, Alan of Troyes, and you may recall how we started that episode with exclusively costume corner. And to yes. reiterate Abby's question, do you want to spend all the time on Mud's pirate costume or do you just want to spend like, I don't know, five, mm. 10 minutes on Mud's pirate costume? Let's, <laughs> let's discuss. Let's begin. I, um... I have feelings about the costumes in this episode, although not as many as I had about Alana Troyes. I had many, many more on Alana Troyes. I guess the way I was thinking about it, and I, I guess I did have some costume questions corner, boy, costume question corners. Wow. <laughs> Close that's enough. Not, okay. That's not worse. Um, sure. Okay. Good. Let's try that again. Um, we, yeah, this is an early one, right? In production yes. order. Yeah. It's like number this one, three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. So like a yeah. ton of stuff. Like, um, yeah, Uhura is in gold. Um, Yellow. gold. Mm-hmm. McCoy has, like, uh, just such a weird costume. Yeah. Um, just a lot of things that happen around the ship and a lot of costuming that is very, that feels, like, so um, young. It does. Yeah. It does. But mud, guys, that giant belt that's, like, eight <laughs> inches wide, that blouse with those sleeves, the hat, the earring, those bloomers that are, like, I don't know, clown pants, that mustache, like, like, pace they were, mustache. They were super going for space pirate. Like, they, they, really yeah, they well. were going for space pirate. Those booties. <laughs> Guys, the little side blanket, his, like, is, I believe, is, that is either pasted on chest hair, or that's just his real chest hair. That's just know. ridiculous. Yeah, it was mildly disconcerting. But I was more just, dis- I wish they'd kind of gone all the way space pirate, though. And, because the pants, the didn't tuck into the boots i have problems with (laughs) so yeah i read up a a bit on just i wanted to see how much this got rewritten because i thought that was maybe an issue um but i guess it did like gene roddenberry's initial inspiration for this i guess was an old west like episode that i guess got Hmm. kind of rewritten out well that that checks um, out (laughs) yeah it it does feel like one of those where i don't know it's unnecessary at the front end it it does it just feels like this vestige of an earlier script that got almost wholly written out but not all the way yeah well what you're saying i think 100 percent makes sense because that's one of my main notes in this episode is that i think the premise of this entire episode doesn't make sense and doesn't stand up no we're led to believe that in the 23rd century where gene roddenberry thought that like there wasn't going to be like interpersonal conflicts well at least by the 24th century right he thinks that like there's no space drugs anymore right like we've talked about that yeah so forever right yeah, yeah right but yet he thinks there's human trafficking and like a like like mail yeah. order bride still yeah what yeah yeah like yeah. that's like a problem a quote-unquote like problem or flaw in human like that we haven't solved how yeah. but we've solved drugs well yeah. but there's drugs in this one too right there's the right, same sort of right. drugs that he wouldn't he wouldn't allow beckett to be selling in city on the edge forever are here yes um, correct you, and, you and frankly there are notes there are um one of the notes on memory alpha is that harlan ellison actually was visiting the mm-hmm. set um while he was writing sitting on the edge of forever for this episode this is the episode he came to visit um so like oh. it's, it's entirely possible that like that beckett stuff with drugs is inspired by this harvey mudd stuff oh, with that drugs. checks and out 100 percent. then in that um, case yeah maybe he and just... then roddenberry was like no we don't have bad no he, he changed <laughs> his mind or he like he whatever. who knows <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so. it doesn't 
the, yeah, the, the whole premise for this episode, I'm not saying I don't like this episode because honestly, <sighs> I adore Harry Mudd. I, he's one of my favorite weird antagonists just because he's, just because he's so uh... weird, just because he's so weird. And I enjoy his like performance because I think mm-hmm. it's hilarious how he starts out with this ridiculous Irish accent and by the end of the episode, he's like, well oh i thought the accent was supposed to be obviously fake oh yeah it was and then he just he got rid of it oh okay all right good 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 good. but i think that is a great choice for that actor to make but so what's i I just again i often ask you know what is the motivation of these characters but why when he beams up is he a pirate with an accent yeah no one knows when like there's no reason like he, they don't know him. It's not like he's some right. like criminal that is on that that has his photo posted next to the the transporter. No, he's um, just a sketchy guy. And they guy. like look at him and look at the picture, and they're like, "Nah, that's not the same guy." <laughs> like th- 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 this doesn't this doesn't obscure his identity in the slightest. Um, th- he, he's not on their radar until he is. Uh, and then it, nothing, none of this helps him. No, no, but I think um, Abby's correct in that it's a great choice because it helps him in the fact that he isn't too bright. So he okay. like thinks that it's helping him when in reality what you're saying is correct. And it doesn't mm, I guess actually I do like that read. help okay. him. So like in that, that case, like that, like it's a great, like you're saying, Abby, a great acting choice for yeah, this I character. I just think it's fun. I don't really think, I don't know yeah. how much the character actually works or how well it's written. It's just, it makes me giggle and I enjoy it. Well, he's, he shows a, up. he's a great actor. It's no wonder he survived like several TOS episodes, which like not a lot of, of you know, of oh, people yeah. do. Oh, yeah. To even get two TOS, what, he has two TOS and, and a, a TAS. And he's in all um, the new, he's in Discovery. He's in the new ones oh, too. That's a bummer. Um, but, actually, yeah. I mean, it's one of the more enjoyable parts about the new series, the new Discovery series, is seeing Mud because he's, of course, ridiculous in all series. Um, and if yeah. if they were gonna bring back a character from TOS besides the like you know the main characters, I just, Mud's a great yeah, choice. My, my... My my disillusionment is more that I would love for them to come up with some original ideas. Of course, like, of course. Then that to just keep mining. Of course, we're items. we're all of agreement that like all of our entertainment these days is just like recycled, and it's a real shame. Yeah, that's what capitalism breeds. Anyway, this got dark. So <laughs> space pirate. Yeah, I haven't even touched my notes um... back. Yeah, just... <laughs> Well, wait, we're, we're still in costumes. Costume. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So we talked about mud, but can we go to the girls? Because there is, sure. let's, like the Powderpuff Girls, there is the red sparkles, the green sparkles, oh, and awesome. the blue sparkles. And that is what they look like. Furthermore, the hair, the makeup. I just can't. I'm so happy. Oh, wait, I forgot the blue booties with the blue costume. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is what they are. I, I just, okay. Oh, and... Abby, I know you always mention this, but it was exceptionally ridiculous this episode. That soft lens. Like, yes. especially oh, yeah, at the, yeah. the I camera. Mean, okay, I oh have my feelings God. about the camera work in this episode. <laughs> Me too. It is so disconcerting. And I was actually kind of pleased to read on Memory Alpha that what happened, I guess, because I kept literally throughout the episode was like going, what are they doing with these angles and these lights? Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> so I guess Bob Justman told the director of photography, Jerry Finnerman, to be weird on purpose because mm. the um, because this show was going to be in color and because right. it was set in the future, Bob Justman was basically like, so they can't tell us what to do because it's set in the future and who knows about the future because no one's been there. So guess what? Do whatever you want. Be weird. Make weird choices. And that's what happened for this episode. And I can't say I care for it because it's very distracting. It is huh. very I, distracting. I, I, say, I don't know. I think the... Uh, I mean, I sometimes, see some sometimes that, it but... works. Sometimes it works very well. Right. But it's so kind of few and far between. Of course you're going to... Okay, maybe I'll buy uh, even that. A, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Like, it's yeah. just... It's one of those things where I'm just like, why did you make these choices right. just to be... You shouldn't make choices just to be weird. There should be a decision made about I why agree. you are making these choices, either in the script 
or you're foreshadowing something. Or, or artistic. Like, it's yeah, art, Yeah, you right? make an artistic choice. You don't just make the choices because, well, it'd be fun to try it. Like, that's insane. That's what yeah. you do to practice. Yes. You do extremes to practice, and then you make this, art later. But oh, hold on. This does feel like a practice it episode. Does. Oh, it does. It, it does. super does. Uh, that's a great point. But, I mean, I was going to go off what you were saying, and um, there's, like, a, someone has a conversation. I want to say it's with Bones. Maybe Bones and Spog or Bones and Kirk or something. And, like, the camera angle is so distracting it's like off to the side and like you like at like a I don't know 50 degree angle and you like only see them like like kind of from the back and it's just like I was just like what is even happening so I just wanted to say that I seriously noticed what you're saying yeah the lighting they only light like half of their face all the time and like it it doesn't make sense and, like, it's not like somebody's, like, thinking about something. They're having a conversation, and they're half-lit. I'm like, why is this happening? <laughs> it was so distracting. I have so many notes, like, what is happening with this camera work? What is going on with this lighting? Why did they do this? Hey, if we're still in Costume Corner, could we talk sure. about... Um, I spent, why not? I spent, I spent a great part of the episode trying to figure out if they actually um, glued fake chest hair as a prop to Harvey Mudd's neck. That's what I was yeah. trying to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't decide either if it was real or not. <laughs> I, um, it looks really not real, but did you find a picture of that actor shirtless by chance? I didn't I did look. not Google for it. No, I did not. Did you? I didn't, but I wish I had now. Can, can we, like, pause to do that? <laughs> like, I mean, if you really yeah, want I, I, to. Here, let's give you 15 seconds to go to What's his? What go. is his uh, real name? Um, I think that if you say Harvey Mudd. I, it's you probably true. Harvey Mudd, surplus. I'm going to get some weird fan art. You are going to get some weird stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, man, that Here's fan me and Abby is... just watching this happen. Yeah, uh, I guess this is a thing that's... No, no, I'm not finding it. I think going. I would need the actor. <laughs> that is it's, not it's Roger C. Carmel. All right. Roger Just... C. Carmel, which I'm assuming is spelled like Carmel. Uh, I believe that is fake chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> you put it here first, folks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's breaking news. That is... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, and that, like, a hundred, which means that that was a choice they made. Oh, that makes me, you know, that, that makes this a good day. (laughs) (laughs) This has taken some turns. I will say, while we're still in costume corner, at least nominally, um, I do love that green dress. I think that is a great design. I think it's awesome. Honestly, all of the dresses are, I don't like the blue one. Like, it's weird. And like, especially because it's so out of place with the other two. Like, it's just kind of like this like poncho-y kind of dress oh i like the other two are these like kind of sleek evening gowns i'm like you 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 just decided to go completely different because i think it would have been a little bit more effective if she had been in that color still but a, a similar like longer evening sparkly evening gown because as it is she just sticks out and you're kind i kind of think you're supposed to think of the three as a set yeah and that costume choice makes it awkward and i don't think it's a correct choice Okay, can I can I make a motion here that um, I can't get the comparison that you made to the Powerpuff Girls out of my head? So can we call them the Powerpuff Girls? Sure. And can we just can yeah. we just call them Bubbles, Blossom, and Buttercup, Absolutely. and not the names that showed up? In- yeah. I don't even okay. really remember their names anyway. So I only uh, know I one, of them. On one of them. One of them is Eve. Either. I don't know um, who yeah. the other two are. But I know yeah. one Bubbles of them is, is Ruth, the blue but one. Blossom is the red is one. Is Blossom the blonde Powerpuff Girl? Yeah, so I had I had to look up um, which ones were which on Wikipedia as well. So, um, oh, I didn't I didn't is... need Wikipedia. I can she tell just you. <laughs> I just know. Oh, so okay. <laughs> so okay, just to clarify to our listeners though, Bubbles is the blue one, Blossom is the middle one, and Buttercup is the green okay, one. Okay, so Eve is going to be Bubbles because Bubbles is blonde and Eve is blonde. No, no. Uh, Eve, no, Eve the color is of the dress. Yeah, it's the yeah. color of the dress, not the color of the hair. <laughs> Right, right. Because oh, but I thought the not... blonde one was in blue. There, there, there are two are blondes. Two blondes. <laughs> and, uh... and no redhead. Which um... is a problem in the first place. That was a choice as well that they missed. <laughs> oh, a... um, yeah, so Eve, uh... Eve is the one Eve in Eve is the... Blossom. Yeah, so Eve is Blossom. Okay, so Blossom. Fine, I'm fine with that. <laughs> That took way too long to decide, though. <laughs> I'm going to write this down in my notes. Let me see. Yeah, Eve hold on. I'm going to write this too. Blossom. <laughs> okay, yeah, but now I got it. You know okay. how I get easily confused with simple things, Abby? I do. It's true. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> Complex 
things are so much easier than simple things. And I keep telling you people this, like the order of our podcast opening, and you, no one listens to me. But any, okay, it is Blossom. I have it written in size 40 font at the start of my notes. Okay. <laughs> so um, I will now remember that. All right. So we were still in Costume Corner, I think, um, which I feel sure. like is a, a good transition. Um, well, we could, we could start either at the beginning, which starts with the women, or we could start with like the male gaze and feminism, which is also the women. But I, I mean, are those, those aren't. I mean, those aren't necessarily costume corner. <laughs> no, no, right? no. Do we have transition? Do we have anything else? Let's let's clean corner. out. Yeah, I th- I don't think no, I have anything I'm, else. I'm done with corner. costume corner. Okay, I was good, presuming good. we were finished. Okay, good. Anyone else? Bueller, Bueller, moving on. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm fine with you of those. I also, I mean, there's some science corners in here, but... Well, let's, let's go to the beginning, because that will maybe kind of naturally lead to your science corners, Paul, as we go to... Because you might sure. want to talk about the ship chase. I don't think we've had a ship chase, and we're we're, um, we're bordering on, like, at least not at the very opening. We haven't had that as an opening, like, st- a stock opening before. Yeah. Um, we also get the cliche of McCoy hating transporters right away, which, you know, I love... <laughs> I love the hypochondriac doctor, like, uh, cliche. I think that's great. Um, I love the Spock giving McCoy, uh, like, infuriated looks, the Spock smirks at Kirk with all the women around, like, at the beginning. Oh, my favorite thing might be when Spock brings Mud and the three women into Kirk's quarters, and the look he has is, is like, it's Christmas, and this is going to be so much fun to watch. <laughs> so, actually, so if we're talking about those scenes, if we're talking about, like, the transporter and, and beyond... Um, I, I don't, I have not seen this episode in, it has, it has to be a, a long, long time. time. Um, and so I had, I didn't know where this was going, frankly. Oh. Um, and I think I had conflated this with lots of parodies of Trek. Oh. Um, Easy and I do. think that my memory was that these were androids. Um, <laughs> wrong episode. Which I think makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Um, and also would then give them space powers, which let's talk about this. They do not have. No. They do not. No, right? they are regular the people. The women are just regular women. On drugs. On drugs, but just regular women. Yeah, they're just humans. And so watching these first scenes where like, so there's a stage direction in there. Like McCoy must have been given a stage direction. That just said, in all caps, act lecherous. Yes. Right? Like, like there is nothing else on the table that gets McCoy acting. Like, no. And a lot of people like that. And so when you think like, oh, it's androids or something, and they're like manipulating their minds. Like, okay, I guess, sure. That's what they're setting up. But then when you find out like, no, these are, this is just how they act around women. Um, that's, that, that's like, this is a... <laughs> Boy, this episode. What a great, what a great transition to the male gaze and feminism. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> let's let's just go there because that setup, like, I could not have asked for a better setup if I had planned it. All right, <laughs> Jesus H Christ, some of those camera shots. Can we talk oh about the God. one of their butts? Like, yeah, that's right after this. Right? <laughs> yes. That's right after McCoy yes. is like sitting there. McCoy watches them leave the room and is essentially sitting there, like licking his lips. Yes, um, and then it shows like, like just this camera, like like the shot is like this. I'm holding up a square, yeah, dear, yeah. Yep. dear uh, listeners, of and it's just their asses. And it's like, my God, how did <sighs> that even get past the censors? I don't. All know. I kept thinking about was the Snyder Justice League versus mm. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Because in Wonder Woman, that that movie is made for women. Like, that movie is made with the female gaze in mind. And you can tell that Justice League is made with the male gaze in mind. Because I don't, I lost count of the number of camera angles that were right up Gal Gadot's butt. Like, it was insane to me. Yeah. And, I just, it, that, and that's what this episode made me think of the so, whole time. Yeah. The stage directions are clearly for the, and the camera angles are clearly, yeah, all about the male case as well. I, I, I completely, like, it's literally, but then going back to what you're saying, Paul, about, like, the lecherous gazes that, like, it's not just McCoy, it's Scotty, it's the crew. No, no, it's Scotty, it's the crew um, of the, the it's other, the hall. It's everyone the except bridge. Sulu. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, Kirk it's too, the, even. 
it's the guy that uh, Sulu is helping, right? Yeah, the other, other helmsman. Free checkup. checkup. But it's literally yeah. rape culture. The yeah, way the male crew are staring at them and being lecherous and obnoxious. And, like, they can't even go for a walk. They can't even... Yeah, well, that's well, that's what Blossom says at one point. She's just like, I cannot take them looking at me like this all the time. Yeah. yeah. It, it is... And, uh, I mean, yeah. let's not jump down to the planet yet, but uh, it obviously gets even worse on the planet. Let's not jump there yet, but... <laughs> no, but... Um, well, that's, that's, like, a wholly different episode. Let's toss that out there. Right. I, I agree um, with that. I, and I'm sorry, my male gaze and feminism kind of section of the notes uh, has... Uh, I, I don't, it's not necessarily by time point, so I might get there, Paul. But do you <laughs> also want to talk about, like, the blatant, like, just terrible sexism and the way they, uh, especially Mud, talks to these women with... Um, well, first of all, of course, they're property and they're like being traded in like yeah. a human trafficking yeah. situation. So they're not even like people. But him telling her that he's going to handle the conversation, him telling her to shut up like a million times. This is all Blossom, right? He literally yeah. refers to them as his cargo. Uh, yeah. When they're in the meeting and Eve slash Blossom talks in the meeting and he keeps telling her to shut up. It's disgusting. There is, um, there's two points from those that I think um, are, are good points to make. The first is um, the the one where he keeps telling them to be quiet while they're having like secret conversations in the quarters with two security guards right there. Um, <laughs> and he keeps saying like, he's almost twirling his mustache, right? He's almost twirling his mustache and saying like, this is our evil plan. <laughs> and then like casts a glance over oh his shoulder gosh. at these two security guards that like must just be listening to, you know, a podcast or something, right? Yeah, They're not seriously. paying attention not paying at any... all. Well, and this goes um, back to um, security on the Enterprise is terrible. Is They're terrible. all bad yeah. at their jobs. Like, at, at <laughs> least put them outside the door. But, yeah. like, he, he, is, he reveals so much during... Yeah. Right. But yeah. then, um, the kicker... Uh, the, Oh, sorry, Paul. Did you want to... Oh, I was going to say... No, no. Well, I was going to say the board meeting um, is the other thing you talked about. Oh, and, yeah. Um... The, the one point where the computer's like, yeah, all the men are not handling themselves well. <laughs> oh, and then Kirk and freaking Kirk's strikes like, it from And Kirk's the like, don't write that down. <laughs> yeah. But it's the perfect note of like, wow, wouldn't it be great to have some women uh, on your, your bridge crew or your command team? Like, wouldn't that kind of solve this problem a little bit? Uh, maybe. Or have it be all women? Just a mm-hmm. instead of all mm-hmm. men, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a suggestion, sure. or just yeah. My thought was two. like, I mean, I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching a lot of um, lower decks right now. But um, the captain of uh, oh it would God. be a great parody, right? It would be a great send up if the captain of uh, the Cerritos were there, because yeah. she Mariner, just, yeah. <laughs> um, she'd just be sitting there, at, like, kind of like Spock, but yeah. Um, yeah if it was Mariner yeah. Senior and Mariner Spock's Junior, Spock's face. <laughs> face that whole time is my favorite because he's just like, what is happening? Well, and now? he also <laughs> he um, is it's so such an early Spock episode in in the filming order that he's more yeah. uh, um, he's more willing emotive. willing yeah. yeah to show his yeah. emotions on his in his expression and in, it like it's it's ridiculous but yeah. But like we're doing coming from like this these j- huge jumps in chronology, it's great, right? Yeah. It's a yeah. real treat it's for delightful. us. It's delightful. It's delicious. Spock, so Spock and McCoy don't really get much in this episode, though, right? Spock gets a bit at the beginning. McCoy gets all these like very unflattering scenes at the beginning. The one in the med bay, but then like that's it. They're done. Like they never. I did, I did never like back. the scene in med bay because I. Oh, like let's how jump there. Bones is so distracted <laughs> yeah. by the by his panel reading. <laughs> yeah okay yeah. look let's okay I, let's, I also want to talk about this abby there's a science corner here because first off like shouldn't he do his job yeah one absolutely because later he goes to the bridge and he's like yeah something wrong with them something really weird and and, and kirk is like well did you did you like do anything? He's like, nah, I didn't. No, feel no. Like but it. to be fair, they refused um, medical treatment. So what? So yeah, but medical treatment was one thing. If he scanned them, and, and to be fair, I think at that they, point I still thought he they said were they refused the scan. So so that would be like a, a serious breach of yeah, but of doctoring. But at the same time, <laughs> like they got. It's a serious breach of protocol for them to not be scanned when they when they're teleported. I, I agree. So I think that like like if there's like a stock federation rule, 
then okay, it's that's like, one thing. But what what uh, McCoy seemed to be implying, and what Kirk seemed to be implying with that conversation, was that there was no stock rule, and they have to respect like the the wishes or the cultures that they pick. And I'm with you, Paul. I see you shaking your head. I I think that's ridiculous too to think. But if that if that is like their thing, like they're following the prime directive. They're just like essentially taking the rules of other cultures or whatever, even though these are humans. So like whatever. But if that's yeah. the case, uh, then I, I think he was doing the right thing. Like they refused the scans. They refused the medical treatment. So I think there he was actually upholding doctoring ethics. I mean, couldn't couldn't um, Mud have said, I refuse a the trial that you're putting me on? Like culturally, I don't believe. I don't trial, know. So. It depends what the rules. <laughs> right? right. You're asking like really good and really interesting questions about so, like doctoring ethics. And I don't know. Yeah. And it, it kind of goes back to uh, the Spady Eden, right? Is yeah. Another one where another that, one. I think that's a better take mm-hmm. on this. Um, where like he does have a condition that is going to kill other people um, and and so forth, but yeah, it's just a weird. It's a plot element here because yeah, obviously. But let's. But can I just say McCoy is like I, I love that too, Abby. Where he's like so <laughs> compromised, he's so ridiculous, and he recognizes it. But he's so married to his work that he just like can't even look at the girl, the beautiful, yeah, like, mind controlling girl, thing. because he's just like, I'm yeah. sorry, can you go back to my scanners? Because what I'm really interested in is like getting like, a peer reviewed publication out of this. I just, <laughs> he's I just, not getting, he's not getting the publication that. out of but this. He, but I, I just, I just enjoy the fact that he's just so distracted by like it shouldn't do that i don't understand well, and what is it doing Nobody because knows. I, no one knows paul okay here's <laughs> the science you. corner part of it he asks her essentially are you wearing any radioactive perfume no yeah. no stop <laughs> stop can i say the exact quote paul because i think this is going to be yes, the board sure, sure 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 are you wearing some kind of unusual perfume or something radioactive, my dear? Yeah. Freaking, I had to stop the video and laugh for like 20 minutes. Like I had to make like myself a cup of water. Then I had to come back, rewind, and watch it like six more times before I could move so, on. So the question is, first off, he is scanning them. But is the scanner in the wall a Geiger counter? Apparently. And is he not troubled by the fact that... This person is giving off ionizing radiation. Yeah. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, that this person uh, is seemingly like carrying around some sort, like has has a, a uranium line dress. Is or that something. what that's what that? So then, what is it? Is it the pills? Are the pills radioactive? Yeah. Well, the pills are space magic, right? Um, but the magic was in you the whole time. Yeah, that's the. Uh, oh, guys, don't, no, no. Spoiler to the messages, Paul. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, the implication must be that they're radioactive. In some I, way. I don't. I, I don't if, know. I think I you're probably really... right, Paul. But like ionizing radiation that they're eating, yeah. which is itself terrifically troubling. Um, yeah, I so... can't. I couldn't figure out what those pills were really supposed to do, other than make your hair really shiny, like immediately. Which, yeah, honestly, boy, I mean, if I could I take said... a pill to make my hair really shiny immediately, I might be tempted. Well, and it gave them makeup. Well, let, me, let me tell you over here. I do have some pepper charm cookies. Um, <laughs> I don't. But um but well and that gets us to the the kicker, the whole like point of the episode, right? Which is that they're apparently ugly. Yeah, which don't make any sense. And that's the horrible thing. So like the whole point of the episode is that like the worst thing a woman can be is ugly. But then yes, like you're saying, Paul, but like if she has confidence, it makes it like okay. Or something. But if and especially especially with Blossom, right? Where Um, when she like takes, I mean, I guess we are jumping now when she takes the fake pill and then she like turns around for a second and then she turns back, right? The difference is the other ones, they do brushed hair and brush hair and a little bit of makeup. Like, I mean, it's a lot of makeup. makeup It's a lot of makeup. It's not even, it's not even that much makeup. It's not that much makeup. It's It's not that uh, much makeup. I thought it was significant. Um, she does not look bad in the slightest pre that no 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 and, and she looks like she's just not brushing, wearing right? makeup yeah she yeah, looks like she like... hasn't brushed her hair she looks like she just yes. rolled out of bed basically it's yes. just um and so this this presumably radioactive pill that is a placebo <laughs> makes you think hard enough that your hair just you get a hairdo and some makeup instantaneously psychically um that's what this placebo radioactive pill does. I guess so. Sure. Cool. Okay, that's Let's all. Let's just go with that. Because I, <laughs> I don't know, because I couldn't figure it out. Well, should we talk about the miners now? 
that were kind uh, of yeah. there. Um, Let's. Is there, well, I do want to, one one more quick. I mean, if we're in science corner, sure. Just to point out when uh, when they have mud up there. And the computer is doing the whole, like, oh uh, the lion cat, right? I wish they just had a lion cat. <laughs> yeah, it's <before>. true. Because <laughs> that's all lion. the computer is doing. And the, and a lion cat, at least, you, you don't funny. have to question. But this is close enough to a polygraph, too, that it's worth pointing out that yes. um, polygraphs are a very, very bad source of information and are not really used uh, much at all. Um, when you see them on TV or places like that, so in modern times, that's not backed by any sort of evidential science. So. Right, right. Just worth pointing out. Yeah. But well, yeah, I, I did enjoy Just put it. a lion cat in here. Just yeah. get a lion cat. I did like lion cat computer, though. It was... It was I do. It was that, really, that was it a was beautiful funny. prop. No, you are 100% correct. I enjoyed, I enjoyed listening to Majel Barrett just being like, nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and I will say that scene, Kirk is great in that scene. When he's just like laying it down with mud. I also appreciated him. He's at his strongest. Seems, yeah, Kirk seems like exasperated Kirk in this one. Which uh, I think works, right? Oh that's yeah, a that's good, a great read on Kirk. Kirk. I mean, I yeah. I loved like Kirk is great under pressure. He's great at interrogations. Um, he's great at saying lithium instead of dilithium. Oh yeah, we didn't even get there. <laughs> the, I thought like they said it once at the very beginning, like hey, we burned out a lithium crystal, and then we burned out a lithium circuit. This is the only episode um, in the series where they yeah. say lithium instead of dilithium. Um, yeah, it's but it's the same. And then but I was like, the maybe they only say it once, but then it turns out they say it like a lot 50 of times. times. Yeah, a lot of times. Um, so. Yeah, it's unfortunate because to have a name change maybe if you had just said it once yeah like only the nerds would notice but when you say it like 20 times yeah it's really uh, noticeable that one that one really yeah that ended up in the script a lot but um so there's an uh if we're gonna draw are we gonna go down to the mining colony now paul sure let's do it well so the miners come up first right and and it's worth pointing out that this is a place where i think after mud has has somehow contacted the planet with no one being aware of it yeah yeah fair um, yeah, sure. who's not doing their job? And why don't... Uh-huh, do they not, apparently. Yeah, do they not have shields or like... Monitoring right? comms or yeah, yeah. There's so many problems um, with it. Anyway, he does. Because he's Harvey Mudd. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, as soon as they come up, they're like, hey, we need lithium. <laughs> Wait, can we just say dilithium? <laughs> yeah, let's just say dilithium. It's the same. It's um, the same, same thing. thing. It's the same. Um, yeah, so we need dilithium. And they're like, mm, nope, we definitely just want to uh, engage in human trafficking. <laughs> yeah. um, we want your people, not your money. Um, and why at that point does not Kirk just say, get in the brig? Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Just, well, which is, just get in the so, brig. So, Paul, I think like, I have the answer to your question. It's legal, apparently. Which is why I, what I was saying, I can't understand the premise of this episode. Yeah. Well, at the same time, though... I think it would be well within if if he radioed back to star a starbase and said, "Hey, we blew out all our dilithium crystals. We're at a mining planet. They have it, but they want to trade for like whatever. People. Can we take it by force?" Star fleet would say, yeah, "Yes, absolutely. Do it. We'll, we'll figure it out later." Take also, it by force. why um, would they be traveling without extra dilithium? They always sure. do. They always they freaking always, do. And yeah. I, I, Abby, thank you. Is it just like really expensive, so they can never have an extra ever? They talk about it as yeah, that like it is, it is valuable. But it, I mean, they're going to need it eventually. So why not? Yeah, just carry why, it? why, why don't they, they have a suitcase of dilithium? Right. <laughs> why doesn't every um, starship travel with yeah. enough dilithium in case something goes horribly awry? Like it doesn't make yeah. any. It's like why because you travel with plot. A tire like what um yeah they used to spare tire last week and now they don't have one well yeah i guess i I will (laughs) say the dilithium crystals are really beautiful did you guys see those yeah that is yeah yeah, well comments that they're very beautiful you know i have to look up what that was i I, I was thinking it could have been quartz i think it was Um, quartz but yeah abby that was a great little metaphor right for the episode as a whole like oh even burned and cracked they're still so beautiful beautiful. and you're like are you talking about the women or the crystals It's a very, I get very your metaphor there. Deep, deep metaphor <laughs> that we have to really dig into. Yeah, yeah. I just, I love it when Star Trek does surface things like that with Spock. <laughs> it's maybe one of the, I mean, from a writing perspective, this this episode doesn't have many good lines. Let's maybe toss that out there. So it's a low bar to get one in. <laughs> well, besides <laughs> that, has, that, has a that amazing a McCoy meaning. line with about being radioactive or perfume. <laughs> hey, there's oh, the boy. great line at the end that Spock talks about being very pleased that his internal arrangement. Oh, that's my, from s- that's my oh, second. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good one too. 
Um, and where's his heart? Like in spleen location? Spleen area. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, in a place that doesn't make sense. But, um, He's yeah, a Vulcan, so who cares? It, yeah, they also, the miners also are like, oh, we like hid the lithium, dilithium under our beds. You'll never find it. Yeah. Like, is that also, that also seems. No, why, seems... why don't they just use their scanners and find right. it? Yeah. Um, actually, so the episode we were just talking about, a lot of Troy, yeah. but she has a dilithium uh, necklace and they pick it up. They With pick their up their scanners, yeah. Like, with the scanner. So, like, wait, is there dilithium in the room? Um, not hard. It's not, not hard. no, um, I agree. And it's not like they live on a lush, like, tropical planet where nope. they get hiding in a jungle or something. No, um, it's a, it's a barren like, world. Like, it can only like be in, like, one caves. of three places. <laughs> they, have like a, they have, like, maybe a one-mile radius to search in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and also they're mining it, so it's not like they just have one crystal right. down no, there. No, the, the caves are full of it. Why can't they just like, beam it out of the caves? Yeah. <laughs> yeah there are so, many. well, it presumably has to be refined. Yeah. Or well, yeah, so yeah. they they do use raw dilithium. Like in the Elan of Troyes um, episode, right? Yeah. So. Okay, if we're going to talk back about that, uh, the mining colony, can we talk about those caves? The, I mean, they're just caves. <sighs> I thought the the set design fine. when they first beamed down, I thought this planet was kind of refreshing in a weird way because it's not like all the winds and stuff. I thought that outdoor set was good. I did too. For a planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked I liked the winds. They don't do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's the trick. They usually beam down to this planet, but it's like a good, a nice, like kind of half cloudy sunny yeah day. and it's so it's not just like a um soft diffuse yeah light like day. a green mostly sky cloudy. or an orange sky right yeah no clouds in sight but mostly cloudy soft <laughs> diffuse light. yeah exactly yeah no it's great um and while we're uh talking about the colony i liked a lot of their props down there i really liked the round space cards oh yeah space <laughs> I cards thought, are cool. i thought that if anyone ever sees round space cards just let me know I've seen round card decks um, before. No, space, not space cards. Space cards. They have Do to they be from need space. to have like? Oh, they have to be from space. Yeah, yeah you're not getting yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's plenty of places. I mean, there's plenty of, of of places you can like send small packages up on um, on what are essentially weather balloons um, that they'll do that for you and then bring it back down. You, you do it for like lots of stuff, but um, you could get a deck of cards up to space. Probably not for that much, right? Depending on how you define space, but. Anyway, so the the caves and the miners. So, um, A of all, uh, screw those miners. Like, forget them. They're the worst. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're really... They're the worst. They're disgusting people. It's horrifying. Like, Like, and that's another thing, Abby, that I don't understand. How does Gene Roddenberry think that, like, those kind of disgusting examples of humanity still exist? In, yeah, he's a really weird, like, theory of how the future is. Like, he, he really, like, he's like, we're, it's utopia, except for sometimes. Yeah, I mean, like, they, <laughs> like, they're not only okay with human trafficking, but they're, like, the most sexist, brutish. The oh, one horrible. guy we see with Blossom slash Eve, right, he physically abuses her. He emotionally abuses her. Yeah. Like, we can presume there's going to be some sexual abuse. Like, it's not, like, everything is horrible with that relationship. And yet, in the end, the moral we're supposed to glean is that she chooses to stay with him because apparently right. that's the right choice. Yeah, and because it's, well, and and the whole just, like, that all she wants is to be a housewife, I guess. Which, I mean, is a choice. Like, if that's your choice, that's your choice. Like, that's what you want from life. But it's her only option. But that, she considers it her only option, which is the problem. Like, it's... It's and not she like even she's says like, that. That's explicit. yeah. She's like, it's all it's all I am good for, and I'm just like, no, no, no. That's not no, no, no. You right. can do whatever you want. If this is what you want to do, do that. But if it's not, don't do it. <laughs> oh, I have something that combines things that both of you are saying, um, which is Abby the weird um, uh, uh, camera shots um, and. Uh, Oh, I don't know if Paul was actually talking about the sets or not. Kind of you were talking about the sets. Um, Yeah. Do you remember the scene in Kirk's bedroom? Yeah. Where Blossom goes in? Yeah. Yeah. And talks to him? Did you notice how they... I I thought this was actually possibly an artistic choice, but maybe they were just instructed to weird. Yeah. How they were both shot through the screen and talking about loneliness to show how they were both like paralyzed and trapped by the loneliness. Yeah. I thought that was nice. That's one of those... Broken clock is right twice a day. Things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I 
like that was artsy and like i mean that kind of stuff happens all the time now in like film and tv but i don't know how i don't see a lot of that in old tv i don't know i thought it was kind of artsy it is it is one of those right it's about taking swings so if you just let a cameraman take swings (laughs) occasionally they're gonna Occasionally, they're going to make contact. And but. one more thing. Well, and I, I read that the director for this episode uh, only shot scenes, like, so many ways and gave very few options for the finished episode and was yeah. never asked back because of it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that checks right. out. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> one more thing. I forgot. I am just now reading my notes. Um, remember when Kirk was telling McCoy that he should have done the forced medical exam? Vaguely, yes. Did you guys hear how McCoy said bleep? It was no. so cute. He was like, I don't understand what's happening, Kirk. Like, all my machines do are go bleep. <laughs> huh. I don't remember I that. I don't remember that. I mostly remember Spock eavesdropping on that conversation and with then, a look on his face. And then, Spock, <laughs> then it goes to Spock's face, and Spock's like, <laughs> like, like looks over like, I mostly, what yeah. is wrong with you, bro? Just- I mostly remember that conversation looking at Spock, eavesdropping, going, why is this happening? Abby, I like yeah. how you and I are just, like, drawn to our respective favorite characters. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I will well, watch is- Spock all day long. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think a lot of this goes to how early this was written. Mm, yeah, right. this, you're right. Like, yeah. Because... Yeah, the whole scanning part makes absolutely no, no sense once you are past this episode because they scan people all the time and it takes mm. half a second with a tricorder. Um, yeah. And presumably in the beam up, they would have been scanned. And then they yeah. could have been able to figure out that they were androids. Um, <laughs> they did true. consider this episode as like the original pilot instead of. Yeah, they which, thought, yeah. Which I'm so glad they did not do. Because I do not think this is a very strong episode, really. Like, no. it's, And the messages are just. It's, it's it's up. a muddled episode, right? It's very there's like muddled. seven different plots. Yeah. Um, and there's like three different episodes, and yeah, it, and none of them really make sense together. They don't weave together well. Um, so by the time you're down on the planet, like there's that scene where, um, what's his name? Well, one of the miners. I, I'm not gonna remember the miners' names. Um, Jerk number it has, one has pulled um, Blossom in from out out in the storm. Which also like oh, yeah. that's a weird transition where like Kirk is out there looking yeah and then he uh, and only away. like ten feet away and he's like uh, I guess we're gonna her. give up She's and go to space forever. yeah I guess they're both dead um, but this miner like perseveres and is able to um, which is a very weird arc there yeah too well from an I, yeah and I think the implication um, is that therefore the miner's meant to be with her and Kirk isn't yeah it's like a weird yeah. well and the reason um, she leaves in the first place is stupid. Like, yeah, yeah, well, like, I, yeah, her. And it, what is her plan? Is it to kill herself? I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not very yeah. like why she leaves doesn't make any sense. There's so many things. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. So th- that's a weird transition. And then they're just like sitting in there and she's made breakfast or something. And all he's going to do is like complain that she cooked him food. Um, yeah. And for no reason. That whole scene is weird. Um yeah, it's just, it doesn't fit with the rest of the episode. It doesn't fit with Trek, I guess, but. Yeah. And they're becoming increasingly frantic on the Enterprise because, like, the time that, like, they say they can orbit for three days. Also, once they get into <laughs> orbit, do they really need to run power? Wouldn't they just, yeah, like, they, be well, in orbit? Well, so life support, yes. Life support, I, yes. Like, they need to run life support. But other than that, like, can't they just be in orbit? Trek, well, so. The yes orbit no. will decay. Um, well, yes and no. Um, so Trek does this all the time in weird ways, and they never really dig into it. Um, if they're just in an orbit around the planet, then all, all, all orbits will decay. Well, not all orbits. The orbits that they put themselves into, um, relatively low orbits, will decay, um, depending on the speed of the different bodies. So like, if you look at like the Earth and the Moon, um, depending on the properties of that system, the Moon is either going to keep getting further away from us or keep coming closer to us. Um, there are points in that orbit, which we have talked about, which Trek has talked about, um, things like Lagrange points, which are much, much more stable. They never put the ship in, say, a Lagrange point in a two-body system. Uh, that, that, it's also not clear if this Is a planet has a moon system. to be yeah. able to do that. It would at least have a star that they could do that, but then that's pretty far away, and it's like, how far can you beam? So, um, 
They could always put themselves in higher orbit, though, and if they have three days, they can make it four. Yeah, that's kind of was what I figured. Presumably, they're putting themselves at the maximum distance that they could still teleport. That's what I was um, thinking. That that that's and that, the that thing has that like a sense. yeah. If you're not continually like the ISS is a great example. The ISS um, always has to kind of lift itself up every once in a while. Um, because its orbit is decaying relatively quickly. Um, and it has to speed itself up um, in that sense. So um, there's a lot of back-of-the-envelope stuff that Trek does without talking about that is kind of right if you... It's, it's kind of right enough, I guess, within <laughs> boundary conditions. But it's a good question nonetheless. Why didn't they just put themselves higher up? Well, so they're there, and they are becoming, like, increasingly frantic over it, which makes sense. And Scotty's worried about the ship, which was a nice trope for them to get that early, of course. And Kirk freaks out at Scotty, which isn't really like him, but at least he apologizes. Well, because he's stressed out, you know. He's, he takes he's it really on stressed. Scotty because he's stressed you know, out. Kirk, Kirk lots of times will bluff, right? The Corbinite Ooh. maneuver is mm-hmm. um, right, a great example, which he does many times throughout the series. Yeah, you um, are correct. It's a bluff. And so it also does not seem... And, and it is a, a bluff with an, an implied threat in it, right? That we're going to destroy your ship. If you shoot at us, our ship will destroy you, right? The Corbinite maneuver has implied threat. Um, so to, to put a threat out there to be like, look, our starship is in a decaying orbit. And if you do not give us lithium to repair that orbit... Um, the last thing we're going to do is destroy uh, is, you. <laughs> is fire photon torpedoes and and your settlement's gone. Like that's a bluff that Kirk could easily put on the table. Um, yeah. Again, that I think Starfleet would probably like, sanction. Yeah, okay. They're not going to let a star a starship right. uh, 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 like this just their flagship. Yeah, let's yeah. their flagship yeah. decay <laughs> over a planet that has the thing that it needs. Yeah, well, um, and well, and the miners don't make any sense. Like once they no, get it, like it, the, get to the planet, and the girls are on the planet, and like they're like, there is no reason for them not to be like, here's the dilithium. Well, like, and it's an Earth yeah. colony. Yeah, right. Yeah. This or, isn't like or, another. They're not like going to cause a war yeah. or diplomatic relations well, with and, another and culture. Kirk, Kirk does make a point where he's like. You're a mining colony out in the middle of nowhere. You need yeah. supplies. You need medicine. You need stuff. He's like, you're not going to get that if you don't give us what we need. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you want us to set a but, beacon on this planet yeah, and make but it like a Talos IV? The, the miners act like that isn't a threat. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It would take 30 seconds for them to be like, here's the dilithium. And like, yeah. then go yeah. back to being sexually harassing towards other people. Well, like, they're. Right, and <laughs> all, all cur- go oh, I was just going to say, it doesn't even appear they have a ship. Right, so they're yeah, presumably yeah. stranded there, unless yeah. like uh, dependent on ships like the Enterprise to like deliver them supply yeah. lines. Yeah, it, it's it's strange that when they get down there and he's like, "Okay, give us the dilithium," and he says, "No, not yet." The Kirk just doesn't say, "Okay, let's see, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, two, beam right back up." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, bye. like there's no let, reason. Call not us to. when you want to. Call us when you want to negotiate. Exactly. Like, yeah, there's no reason not. To. He handles it so poorly. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, it doesn't make any I, sense. Yeah, and I was trying to get a read on that, like, like if that was because that just had to be the plot of this episode, or if it was because yes, just so early, early on that they didn't really understand Kirk, or it's, like, supposed to be one of his earliest command decisions, and so he's, like, still learning. I don't really know. I don't know. know. I don't really... I think it, it just has to be with, like, we have to strand blossom with the miners so that they work things out and that's and i think i think you're correct too. i think it's just so early too that they kind of don't know what they they don't yeah. know kirk fully yet i wish we had more um bubbles and buttercup in this episode yeah they don't I mean, get much they personality just, they don't get much personality outside of like we don't want to be ugly and that's <laughs> it pretty much it Ugh. they do get a lot more makeup though in that they first do. reveal um yeah I do feel sorry for the actors that have to stand in that awkward way on the transport pad for so long. Like, oh yeah, the very first oh time. Oh my god! Yeah, I meant when they I meant, up, like, no, I meant when the drugs are wearing off. Oh, they get, they get a lot more makeup. Yeah, they get a yeah, lot more stuff to make them stuff. look like super old. Yeah, like they get um, yeah all yeah. sorts of things. They don't just get they get the messed up wigs, but they also get like weird like applications yeah. on their skin and stuff like whatever, which works better. But also yeah. just like, but why though? But yeah, I, I wish just... it had been like I wish it had been like a um, almost like a Nancy from the Man Trap. You know, oh that yeah, it transforms mm-hmm. into a totally different creature. Yeah, I agree. Um, that would have been. Way I think better. that would have been better. because when it just like, like like so really the worst thing you could think of for a woman 
was to be like <laughs> yeah. slightly ugly. Or, or again, with Blossom to just not be wearing makeup. Yeah. Right? Not like, yeah. It's so... It's, oh, it's, it's such a dude... It's such oh, a dude writer thing. <laughs> like, it's such it's such a dude writing women. Like, it's, it that's, is. It really... And in the 60s. Like, it's, it's that double it's, threat of like... It's really... Fr- it's frustrating now. Because you know that like those kind of tropes and those kind of stereotypes and that idea comes through in so many things now still and we still have all these pandering sorts of shows and movies to the male gaze and like really like the more things are going to change the more things stay the same yeah. i don't usually and give yet, a pessimistic read the, but the supposed <laughs> point of this episode is beauty's only skin deep oh well we can get to the messages let, oh. let me know when well, you want to yeah. go there <laughs> yeah i mean I think this is, yeah, this is, I I was trying to watch this episode and think, hear me out, is there any possible way that the writers are, like, trying to make a point about any of this stuff in a positive way? Yeah. I don't think they are. Um, I don't think that, I think that too much of it is non-ironic. That, I think it's Abby's point that, like, this is just how they were writing this, and, like, it's a room full of men that don't know better or want to write this you know or or to the point you made no i don't think it's successful i do agree i agree i think that the main point of this is they're supposed to be like beauty is only skin deep and that is their main kind of objective it's just they do it so poorly that it kind of gets wasted no this episode's just this episode i don't i don't think yeah no i don't think this episode's got enough yeah no this episode has antiquated issues like they it just has these antiquated ideas of women and their role in society and in life and that's it's partially it's just it's the 60s and partially it's just these misogynistic male writing rooms that don't know that that don't think women are people like that's just to put it frankly it is yeah and it's it's frustrating yeah in 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 another read of it right they are just plot elements the same plot elements as the dilithium right and well Um, and the only one that has any personality at all is blossom and like at the end her personality is basically taken away well yeah and and, well and she's so like crippled by emotional abuse and lack of self-confidence that she she can't even like like have a real person like everything that's interesting about her is encapsulated by this terrible man by the end she's she becomes his servant can we spin it and just talk about the actual Powerpuff Girls? And, um, and, like, I, 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 I've only watched very awesome little. how awesome they are? Well, which one's the best one? Which is your favorite Buttercup. Powerpuff Girl? Me. Uh, Buttercup is my favorite. Oh, boy, that's probably what I guessed for you. Very little knowledge of the show. I think that's what I would have guessed for you, actually. Do you know who I would have picked? Bubbles? Ooh, I don't think Buttercup. No. I do not think Buttercup. But... I'm going to go Bubbles. Yep. <laughs> okay, okay. I love Bubbles. <laughs> Shocking no one, though. <laughs> bubbles is the best. Boy, if they put Buttercup in a, a gold um, outfit, it, we would have the command, uh, you know, the different oh, Star Trek true. colors. Yeah, that would be, be pretty great. Um, I wonder if they well, thought Well, that, that would be more interesting, too, if they had made, like, the women kind of this, like, power structure and, like, and have Harvey Mudd kind of be the pawn. Like, that right. would be fun. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Oh, if, like, the, if, the, if the turn of the, the arc was that, like, the women were controlling him, yes, that would be... Yes, that would be super fun. <laughs> um, anyway, so is um, Harry Mudd the antagonist? Oh, I don't know. Or is it the... What's the other option? The minors or the, the, women. the women? Yeah. I don't... I can't decide. It's the minors who... Do we want to do Harry Mud and the women? But it's the minors who are causing the problem. But there, it's, it's Harry and the women who are moving the story along. Yeah. That's true. The minors are just a way to resolve that yeah. main plot. Badly. That's, mm-hmm. Again, that's part of the problem that they have like seven plots in this yeah. episode. Um, yeah, it's a hot mess. I don't know if I want it to be Harvey. Harry. Or Harry, Harry. <laughs> but also Har- Harvey. Harcourt, Harcourt Fenton Mud. Um, or the women. Well, why don't we make it all... Well, all Mud's... Yeah, I was going to say Mud's going to come back, right? So Yeah, so we could do Harry and the women this one and then... Harry next time. And then Harry just by himself next time. I mean, they're kind of operating as a unit here. 
Yeah. Carrie and the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. I like it. They're definitely just regular people. With, they are. With, with a little bit with of drugs. With a space pill. <laughs> I like the space pill. Did you guys see that the space pills were sparkly? They were sparkly, which is I how just, you know they're powerful. Sometimes, sometimes they put in that effect. Sometimes, sometimes they did they not didn't. have the remaining budget. <laughs> but I liked um, it when they were sparkly. I want to take sparkly drugs. Why isn't that a thing? Why aren't my vitamins sparkly? That would be oh cool. my gosh, thank you. I mean, again, the read on this is that they are radioactive and presumably emitting visible light. Um, the radiation in both a visible spectrum and otherwise. Um, problematic in many senses. Anyway, where did... You generally do not want to be eating things that emit their own light. Anyway, mud um, and the Powerpuff Girls. Where do, they, generally where do speaking, we put them? We have to talk about the fact that, that at least Harcourt Fenton Mud is written as a character that is never going to get caught. But he does get um, caught. He's going to jail. But he's, he's... Yeah, but he's going to get out. Yes, right? but we don't know that yet. But even in the episode, he always has a plan. You know, he always has a plan M or wherever he gets Ooh. to. He's never just going to have a plan A. Um, and even if he's talking about this plan in front of security guards, he's written <laughs> as this character. Almost, he's written as a comedic caricature of a character, which we've, we've talked about. I forget the last time we talked about this. Um, I would have to kind of scan up and down the list. But um, he's written as this sort of character that while he doesn't have space powers, he almost has space powers. In this, like he has, he's, he's a bard, right? He's he a bard. He's armor. like he has plot armor and he has charisma. Yeah, he has high charisma. Yeah, he's, he's got high charisma. I I agree, but I think that most of these regular humans could easily take mud out. Plisus and Vanna from the Cloud Miners? Probably not. He would land on that planet and scam the hell out of that planet. Um, I didn't want to put the Cloud Miners there. <laughs> um, I thought they went a lot lower, so that that might not be the best example. But I definitely think that like there that he could be killed. Swashbuckler could... syndrome from the naked time. I don't think would he would like you. He would utilize it somehow. Um, I don't. I think Lenore would just kill him. I think the Orions would no, because kill him. He, they don't fit. They don't fit with it. Well, for Lenore anyway. Like... I think Lenore is a great example of someone who had a plan A. Mm-hmm. That they spent decades perfecting. Yeah. And someone with a plan A that they spent decades perfecting, I don't think has any chance of standing up to someone who, who has, has plan all the way to plan yeah, Z. Yeah, like, yeah, there's... Um, all right, but I think, like, Mira Kirk would have just stabbed him. Yeah, but, I mean, we and say I... that all the time. And Mira Kirk didn't really stab anybody effectively. Mm-hmm. Mira Kirk got Mira caught Kirk so, got so quickly. Caught, caught immediately. He, he spent five seconds not locked in a supply closet. Yeah, but if we're <laughs> just saying that, like, we're going to put, like, the two of them together in a room, who's going to win? Yeah, but the, the whole, I mean, the whole arc of this, again, if we're including uh, Mud and the women, um, like, a lot of people on this list, like, again, as soon as they come up, McCoy is effectively rendered completely useless scotty is rendered completely useless just from the fact that they are women yeah again like they don't have space powers it is yet and yet um the picture they're painting in this episode is that like i want to pitch something here because i think we're gonna just be talking circles forever if we do mud and the women okay we are gonna have an episode with mud in it that is really only mud that i think here if we just say the women then next time we get to sort of say was mud higher or lower than the women but i think that's also cleaner i I like it and also it's called mud's women so i'm fine with being the powerpuff girls let's do it yeah um and they are the ones that kind of do more to drive this mud is there steering it but yeah i agree i'm good with it again he's only effective in a joking sort of comedic way yeah i'm good with it Um, let's do powerpuff girls okay so if we're just saying the powerpuff girls um now where are we looking I'm still looking at the bottom of the list, so I'm not. I, I'm because I think they could easily beat Mir Kirk. I think they could easily I beat don't. Kirk too. <laughs> yeah, I think both of those. Yeah. Um, I I'm not sure about like I think the Naked Time infection could probably mess with them a bunch. So I'm, but I still think they could probably beat Mob because he's male and not that great of a villain anyway. 
So I would say below naked swashbuckler syndrome you know, I, and above. I mob. love being in that part of the list because in many ways I think they the the person on this list that I would compare the most to is Severin. Okay. Um, who is also a very high charisma individual, yeah, right? That's, that's fair. the whole push. It's like they don't have powers, but they have power over others through charisma. Oh, that's fair. Um, I like it. Yeah, so I, like I still. I mean, if you guys both agree, that's where we're going to put them. But I still disagree because if we're going, ba- if we're going up from the bottom of the list, I think it would stop at Lenore because Lenore would not be charmed by them. She's a woman. She would not get the rape culture but sort of references. Three she'd, of them. She'd over. She'd so, find a way to overpower them. They have Lenore no, is have violent no, and she's a fighter. Lenore is only violent towards the people that what she thinks would hurt her father. That is the only yeah. people she is yeah. concerned about. She so let's say the Powerpuff Girls people. were gonna hurt, seduce her father. I, I, but that's not going to ruin his <laughs> reputation and all that jazz. Like, Maybe it is if they're I space don't... hookers. Who knows? <laughs> I think that's too many hypotheticals, right? Yeah. Um, and again, it's not... We also... I, I, we're steering into this. I think we steer sometimes of like, we put both of these people in a room together. It's more of like, how dangerous were they to the Enterprise, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, that is usually how I think we frame this. Um we sometimes drift into this. We do. We do drift. We do drift. I think. I think the 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 essence. We're only human, anyway. I think the essence of this list that we should try to stick to is how dangerous was this as an antagonist to the Enterprise and Kirk. Yeah, which I um, think. Well, in that uh, case, yeah, I think this I whole still... bottom ch- chart is completely misordered, anyway. So you guys. Well, it's too late. It so. is. So <laughs> you guys go ahead and you just put them wherever you want. Fine, I'm gonna take it. Uh, I think balone swashbuckler syndrome. That's I me. think I'm. I think I'm okay with that. All right, I think, let's do it. I, I think this part of the list, to Chelsea's point, is like getting really fuzzy. We've got a lot of things that like could go up or down. Well, sure, absolutely. That's like that's like plus be or minus list. ten on this list. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. We're all, this 10. is an arbitrary list. We're just doing it for us. Who cares? <laughs> uh, and our dear listeners, don't listen, listeners. This is for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. I love you. However, this is very much for us. Oh, it's guys, we really. both know that no one listens to us. This is you, me. Paul has to listen twice to mix it. <laughs> and then, like, maybe one or two random strange. Actually, that's not true because a bunch of my students have told me they listen to us. Okay, so us and, and five of Chelsea's students. Occasionally my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but not even every episode. And that's it. <laughs> Hi, Abby's mom. <laughs> anyway. So should we bingo? Let's bingo. Uh, I definitely think we... Guess? Yeah, I don't think we got it because I don't think there were enough. There, It was still such an early episode yeah. that they didn't have a lot of the cliches established, but they did have a, a, a couple. There was a captain's log. Yeah, there's... there's... I mean, we could go down the list of like dilithium crystals the dilithium or something, but, but we're not going to get past like five things that... I'm sure there's a recurring actor. Well, Mud. Oh my God, obviously, yeah. Mud's a recurring actor. I do um, have two. I have two clarifiers, if that helps. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But I don't think we got it. Okay. Um, so Kirk's speech, like at the end when he's talking about it was in you the whole time. Like, yes, kind of. Like, or like I, I honestly, kind of the the loneliness speech, like that kind of is as well. Like, I, 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 I am gonna say yes. And I think I should get this because I didn't get the antagonist. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> All right. Thank so, you. Yay for Kirk's speech. And then this one is kind of, we. I mean, we've already established that this is rather nebulous, but the Scotty and Engine stuff, like he ta- when. Oh, I actually Kirk thought that wasn't him, nebulous, yeah. No, because I think we've said that the nebulous yeah. is, is, is the trope. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So does that, is, yes? Yeah, Scotty is saying a bunch of times, like, uh, the engines, the engines are, are uh, overheating. Yeah. Um, and are, uh, yeah, he, he says that in like 10 different ways. Okay. Again. Okay. That's the, the joke, right? I... The joke is he, he says, once in the series, he says the engine's going to take it. But every the other time, the time, he says something he, he else. He like gets, he walks up to the line and then he walks around it. So. <laughs> All right. So it is. All right. So we are one away, actually. Wow. wow. What do we need? Yeah. We needed phasers on stun. Oh, shoot, they weren't? Uh, Yeah, no, they weren't. They They didn't didn't even have phasers at all. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, But, like, yeah, there aren't that many in this episode. uh, But dilithium crystals are missing Mm. an operative. Scotty says, talking about the engines. Kirk's speech, like we talked about, recurring actor. 
title of the episode is said actually. Um, and oh, it's Captain's yeah. Log. So wow, yeah. so they just happen to align. Captain's Log. Captain's Log. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like there's yeah, and they just happen to align on this sheet. So um, not bad. Uh, yeah, we only needed one, even though that would have been a, that, that would have been a grand travesty to get. Um, <laughs> get <an honest> one. <laughs> but it although been it great. is kind of a classic episode so like i don't it know is... like I, I don't know man i'm so i i don't think this one is watchable though let's be yeah it just it is not that it is yeah i remembered how it ended and i was but i didn't I'm remember really how sad. it got there i'm really sad that they're not androids <laughs> maybe it'll improve next time we'll find out let's see where we're going oh i hope it's the empath <laughs> Spock's brain. Uh, no, actually, uh, but we are heading out to season three, so we're skipping Ooh. ahead in time quite a bit, and we are going to be watching the classic "Let That Be Your Last Battlefield." Hmm. Yeah, the Enterprise encounters two duochromatic and mutually belligerent aliens who put the ship in the middle of their old conflict. So this is a super, super classic episode. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this one is a. I haven't watched this one in a while, actually. Me neither. Yeah, it's been a bit for me, but um, this is... This I mean, is one of your I favorites, hope, right, I Paul? hope this is a good episode, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope that I don't watch it and realize that it's not that <laughs> And great, regret but... everything. Oh, gosh, I hope not, guys. <laughs> no, this this one... Um, no, I think this is a very good episode. Well, great. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right, lovely five listeners. Uh, we... <laughs> wow, you think we uh, have five today? <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Uh, uh, so It sounds like our listeners need to interact with you um, <laughs> and write us reviews, tell their friends, and uh, and convince you that there are, are more More, more of you. We, uh, we, we got more um, listens than that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, don't forget you can follow us on your social media of choice. Uh, email us info at 3dbeamup.com. And uh, we will see you next time when we're watching Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. Bye.